Hello and welcome back to Benaiah, Mighty Man of God by P.H. Thompson, an audiobook. This is chapter 18. Jehoiada, the leader of the Aaronites, and with him 3,700. 1 Chronicles 12.27 Benaiah burst through the door and swept Moriah into an embrace. She giggled even as she protested. What makes you so joyful today, husband? Benaiah lowered Moriah to the floor and kissed her. As of today, I am David's chief bodyguard. Mariah smiled widely. I'm so happy for you. This is what you've always wanted. I suppose it was, even before I knew it. But you've been protecting David for years now. Yes, he just made it official. What will your duties be? I'll help train and organize the new soldiers under General Joab, of course. I'll continue to be by David's side most days, but I probably won't go out to battle anymore unless David is going. But now that he's established as the king over all Israel, it's less likely he'll go out to fight. He's too valuable to the nation. Besides, Joab will be anxious to prove himself. Is he a good general? I have a lot of respect for him. He didn't get the position just because he's the son of David's sister, Zariah. He earned it by taking the stronghold of Jebus, which everyone thought was impossible. So we'll be moving to Jerusalem soon. Moriah hugged Benaiah again. I'm so pleased, although I did like it here in Hebron. The children and I will see much more of you. I won't worry so much, and you can watch your children grow up. All four of them. Her cheeks flushed. Four? Mariah nodded. I'm expecting again. Benaiah spun her around. This is certainly a day of good news. Perhaps this one will be another little girl, Mariah said hopefully, protectively stroking her lower abdomen. Then it's a good thing I'm trained to repel unwanted visitors. I'll need to keep the boys away from our precious daughters. Benaiah reveled in the new peace in the land. Word spread all the way from Dan to Beersheba about the deaths of Saul and his sons in battle, as well as the murders of General Abner and Prince Ishbosheth. The men of Israel were finally convinced that David had no part in either General Abner's and Prince Ishbosheth's deaths, and they were eager to see the country finally united under a new king. As David's coronation date over all Israel drew near, a steady stream of people poured into their new capital city, Jerusalem. David took the fortified stronghold and renamed it the City of David. He ordered enough food to be prepared for three days of festivities. Yet the guests brought even more. Even those from as far away as Issachar and Zebulun and Naphtali led donkeys and camels, mules and oxen, loaded, laden with provisions of flour, cakes of figs and raisins, wine and oil. They also brought an abundance of oxen and sheep. Benaiah couldn't imagine how Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, the recorder and main palace administrator, managed such details, but he surmised the man had gifts Benaiah did not possess. Shemaiah the scribe entered the common room to report the numbers of those who were arriving to turn the kingdom of Saul over to David. He unrolled a scroll, cleared his throat, and read, From the tribe of Judah, the soldiers number 6,800. Of the tribe of Simeon, 7,100 mighty men of valor. Benaiah wondered how the influx of soldiers into David's army would be housed and organized. He would be helping the new general Joab, who had indeed managed to take the fortress of Jerusalem by climbing up through the water shaft into the city. It was quite ingenious of him, Benaiah had to admit. Shemaiah continued reading his list. Of the sons of Levi, 4,600. Jehoiada, the leader of the Aaronites, and with him 3,700 priests. Benaiah's mouth fell open. His father was here in Jerusalem? 
Vinaya couldn't have been more proud of him for convincing such a great number of priests to show their support for the new king. He must recognize the rightness of David's rule. These were truly glory days. David held up a hand for Shemaiah to pause, then turned to Benaiah. Is this your famous father, Benaiah? It is indeed. I should very much like to meet him. He nodded to Shemaiah to continue. Even many Benjamites, relatives of Saul, had chosen to submit to David's rule. These soldiers, who had trained and fought under the leadership of Abner, were dependable, stout-hearted men of valor. Skilled with all weapons of war, they knew how to keep battle formation. It would be a pleasure to lead such men. The sons of the tribe of Issachar were unique in their ability to understand the times and to counsel David. They had 200 chiefs who were skillful leaders. So many famous men from prominent tribes had come, all here to proclaim David as king. When Benaiah first heard that Saul's kingdom would be given to another many years ago, he assumed it would fall to Prince Jonathan. How like God to do the unexpected and instead take the youngest son of an obscure family. After all, he took David from shepherding sheep to leading people. God had led him from life as a fugitive in the wilderness to a stone palace in the new capital of Jerusalem, where David had the support of the whole country and the blessing of God on his reign. Benaiah thanked God for placing him with the king at such a glorious time in the life of the nation. The moment Benaiah saw his father in the courtyard of the family home, he rushed toward him and drew him into a long embrace. When had Jehoiada become so thin? His shoulders poked through his skin, his beard had gone completely gray, and the furrows on his forehead had deepened, but his eyes still twinkled with the thrill of adventure. To think Benaiah had once considered his father less of a man because he was a priest rather than a soldier. Jehoiada was one of the wisest, bravest men he had ever known. Abba, it's so good to see you. Benaiah remembered when he considered himself too mature to refer to his father as Abba. Now it seemed natural. How are Ima, Shalom, Rizba, Yael, and Yamima and their families? They're all well. Your Ima would have come to meet you, but she's helping Rizba with her new baby. Benaiah shook his head in disbelief. I still see her as a little girl with pigtails, not as a wife and mother. We're all getting older, son. Look at you. Is that gray I see in your beard? Benaiah stroked his chin and grimaced. I blame the children. I tell them I never had gray hair until they came along. Jehoiada laughed. That much is true. Mariah must be happy about settling into a home after those years, those early years on the run from Saul. Oh, yes. We did live in homes in Philistia and even Hebron, but that's not the same as being here in Jerusalem. He gazed at his wife, playing with the children in the courtyard of their new home in Jerusalem. Benaiah felt such contentment about so much in his life, yet he needed to talk to his father. Let's take a short walk before our evening meal. There's so much to tell you. As they skirted children playing in the streets, Benaiah said, I'm so pleased that the priesthood is supportive of David's claim to the throne of Israel. I believe that David is the rightful king of Israel. More than once I considered packing up the family and joining you in the stronghold, as you tried to convince me. Jehoiada chuckled. Can you imagine your mother living such a life? Benaiah could not see his mother in any environment she couldn't control. It was probably best to remain in Kabzeel until the political situation stabilized. When we heard of Ishbosheth's assassination and the murder of Abner by General Joab, some of the priests thought David a ruthless man, attempting to grab the throne by whatever means possible, but I suspected he was blameless. 
A smile tugged at his lips. I see now that you were right in following Yahweh's lead to the life of a soldier. Benaiah never thought he'd hear those words from his father. He swallowed the lump in his throat. Thank you, Abba. I know you expected me to become a priest, especially after... Why was it so difficult to speak of his brother after all these years? Jehoiada laid a hand on Benaiah's arms. Do not trouble yourself, son. We still think of him every day, of course, but we know it was the Lord's will to take a Mizabad at a young age, and Shalom, as firstborn, was consecrated to the Lord as priest. As for why your brother died, when and how he did, we cannot choose to believe only the aspects of God's sovereignty that suit us. He is either sovereign over all, or he is not sovereign at all. Benaiah thought on his father's words. He supposed it was true that sovereignty could not have degrees, else it would cease to be sovereignty. I have tried to live by the words you said to me. To obey is better than sacrifice. I try to be David's most obedient soldier. And I am proud of you, son. So is your mother, though she worries over you, even though you are grown and with a family of your own. You're never far from her thoughts and prayers. Benaiah's heart swelled at Jehoiada's words. Thank you for that encouragement. Oh, and the king said he'd like to meet you. That would be quite an honor. He embraced his father again. Don't crush me, son. Jehoiada's eyes glinted with humor. Let's get back home. Like Ima, Mariah likes her hot food served hot. Well then, let's not disappoint her. Keep listening for chapter 19.